and welcome to today's episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. I'm Joe Abraham, co-editor, and here are today's top stories. Staff writer Isabel Braverman gives an update on the fatal car accident that occurred in 2019 that took the lives of two teenage boys, Justin Finkel and Devin Zeiniger. The Sullivan County District Attorney's Office is seeking a grand jury that consists of 23 citizens who are empowered by law to conduct legal proceedings and investigate potential criminal conduct and determine whether criminal charges should be brought. The grand jury cannot begin yet due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which has halted court proceedings because of social distancing measures. Acting District Attorney Megan Galligan said she hopes to be able to open court soon and is awaiting a determination by the 3rd Judicial District, which includes Sullivan County. The accident occurred when Jim Farrell was district attorney, but once he was elected to the county court judge position in November, Galligan became acting district attorney on January 1st, meaning she inherited all of the cases that were pending in the district attorney's office. Galligan said the case required substantial attention and she is eager to begin court proceedings. She said, quote, I can't imagine the heartbreak and tragedy of losing a child, something no parent should have to endure. So I do look forward to bringing these families closure and bringing this case to a grand jury of 23 people selected from Sullivan County who can review the evidence and render an impartial determination as to whether an indictment or any charges should be filed. In other news, co-editor Matt Shortall, who covers the village of Monticello, gives an update on how residents in the village are calling for the termination of Department of Public Works Acting Superintendent Raymond Jones after a video surfaced allegedly showing him using racial slurs to refer to one of his employees. The video, filmed on a cell phone camera in early May, shows Jones using the N-word twice to refer to equipment operator Stefan McGinnis. McGinnis is a Monticello native who began working for the village DPW in 2011. McGinnis declined to comment to the Democrat due to ongoing union arbitration, but in previous statements to other media outlets said Jones has been saying racist things for, quote, a very long time, and this time he just happened to get caught. McGinnis said he reported the comments to the village board and to Mayor Gary Somers, but so far Jones is still on the job. McGinnis said, quote, to try to cover it up and act like it doesn't exist is just mind-boggling. Village of Monticello Mayor Gary Somers said that all members of the village board were made aware of the situation by early May and said, quote, please be advised that the village of Monticello in no way, shape, or form condones the use of any racial slurs or berating language from its management team or any of its employees. The village, however, by law is required to take all the necessary procedures and follow all the applicable sections of the law regarding a thorough investigation of any matter presented before them. So, we are asking that you give us time and that you please do not misconstrue this as a lack of concern, but know that we are diligent in taking the proper steps to rectify the current situation in hand. For the rest of the story, check out co-editor Matt Shortall's story. In addition to the alleged events in Monticello, staff writer Patricio Robaio gives an update on how a sign was defaced near SUNY Sullivan's campus. When Marcia Florence decided to go for a walk around the campus last week while waiting for her daughter's car to be serviced at a nearby auto shop, she came across a do not enter sign with racist graffiti on it. The graffiti read, it's pronounced N-word. She said she was shocked when she saw the sign. The photo was soon posted to social media and local authorities were alerted to the vandalism and by nightfall had covered it with plastic and tape. When asked about the incident, Fallsburg Supervisor Steve Viglianti told the Democrat that the sign would soon be taken down and the Fallsburg Police Department is investigating the situation. He said, quote, the vile damage done to the sign on Lock Sheldrake just strengthens my resolve to practice and preach compassion and respect rather than allow myself to accept hate and division. We must all speak truth to that hate and say in as clear a voice as possible that hate will have no home in Fallsburg. 
the sign will be repaired in short order. If it inspires us to never tolerate bigotry and bias, then we as a community can benefit for a lifetime, said Viglianti. Also in today's news section, we have a graph displaying the April unemployment rate from 2016 to 2020. Due to effects from the COVID-19 pandemic, Sullivan County's unemployment rate has jumped to 13.1%, which is the lowest of all counties in the Hudson Valley region. Orange County has the highest at 15.6%. Also in today's news section, we have part one of our school budget briefs. Today, we give readers a look at the Tri-Valley, Port Jervis, Sullivan, West, and Monticello school budgets. The remaining district briefs will be in Friday's Democrat. Also in news, staff writer Isabel Braverman gives an update on a petition filed by the New York Civil Liberties Union against the Sullivan County Jail. The Civil Liberties Union filed a habeas petition with the Sullivan County Supreme Court on Friday requesting four inmates at the jail be released due to significant threat from coronavirus. According to the petition, the four inmates have pre-existing conditions that leave them especially at risk for severe complications from the virus. Further, the petition states that the jail has taken few measures to mitigate the spread of the virus. Under Sheriff Eric Shibodi told the Democrat yesterday that the inmates are not showing any symptoms and are now off quarantine. He said, quote, every single inmate is checked every day by a registered nurse who takes their temperature and looks for signs of the virus. We have consistently followed the directives of the State Commission of Correction and State Health Department. In today's life section, we have photos and an article by co-editor Matt Shortall on a peaceful Black Lives Matters rally this past weekend in Monticello. Speakers included Crystal Staten. She told the crowd, quote, we're getting our message heard. We're getting our message out there that this cycle needs to stop. She said, I went to New Paltz to protest and I was so astonished by the amount of the white community there in support. It warmed my heart to know that we're reaching people. Quote, all black men are not criminals. All black men are not inherently evil. This is not anti-cop. This is anti-racism. It's not us against police, it's us against racists in police uniforms, said Staten, daughter of an NYPD officer. People love to talk bad about Monticello, but look at this, she said. Look at this turnout and look at the diversity in this crowd. This is not just a black fight, and you are all proving that. In sports, Richard Ross continues his 2020 on 2020 student athlete series, taking a look at the track career and cross-country running career of Quentin Cruz from Monticello and the outstanding girls golf high school career of Montana Schmidt from Sullivan West. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And to check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. If you're interested in subscribing, call 845-887-5200. Have a great week.